Hello, I'm Cris Ferraz Prade, and this is the Vital Compass Podcast. Sharing stories about different experiences help us all better understand our own experiences. In the last episode, I said that this next one would be on immigration. So, here we go. <laughs> Being an immigrant is always being a different, no matter how adapted or how inserted you are, we are, into the culture that we have adopted. Being an immigrant is a condition that for some is temporary, while for others it's definitive. If a person moves to another country, when it's transferred by the company, or when an European moves to Botswana, there's another name for immigrant, and they say it's expatriate or expat, a more chic name for the same thing, being an immigrant. So, if you say so-and-so is an expat, it gives an idea that this person hasn't moved in need for work, money, or a different life, but just because there was an opportunity. In the end, it's all the same, because we all need money, work, and a meaningful life. Wikipedia says that the term causes controversy because it implies racism. It mentions an example by saying that a British who goes to work in Spain can be called an expat, but a Spaniard who comes to work in England is called an immigrant. Immigration experiences are quite different, of course. Depending um, on where you were coming from and where you were going, aside from your own personality, your own lifestyles, values, and etc. In London, we see a huge number of immigrants. And I'm, I'm saying expats here. I'm not going to use this word, so it's all immigrant. There are a lot of people passing by and a lot of people staying. In this episode, Luciana Tavares shares about her experience in being an immigrant, how this journey began and how, did, how it developed for her. She came uh, to England uh, for the first time in 2005, a year that she said that there was a really cold winter. And Luciana is from Brazil. Um, so the idea uh, to, to come to, to, to London was to learn English and to try this experience of living abroad. But a year later, she decided to go back to Brazil. However... After already uh, like having this experience of living abroad, after a year in Brazil, at the end of 2006, Luciana returned to London. And she has been living here since then. So Luciana spoke to Vital Compass about her process of adaptation and identity construction. Luciana Tavares is a marketing and business development manager in the architectural industry here in London. And I really appreciate her sharing with honesty and an open heart. Thank you. 
first five years were the most difficult but very relevant. I moved away almost completely from everything that reminded me of Brazil and the Brazilian community in order to really make a full immersion into the English and international culture. This helped me take a huge turn in the process of adapting to customs and language and also helped me professionally to understand the English cultural codes and to improve my communication both with people at work and outside work. There's a lot about the English culture that does not leave England. Therefore, it's not accessible to people in Brazil and anywhere else in the world. And it cannot be learned through books. It was only when I arrived here that I learned, sometimes I forced to understand and adapt to the UK codes of conduct. Example that I can give you is, for instance, not bad, meaning great, or it's great, sometimes meaning not great. Um, better to stay on the right side of the escalator, a basic thing if you don't want to be run over in the tube. Or sometimes if an English person offends you, it's a good sign. It means that they like you. Anyway, some differences are sometimes subtle, but very, very relevant. These cultural codes are very curious. The first time I said good morning to a mom and, and, um, and my kids called. So we were there like waiting for the kids to go in, in the classroom. And um, I knew that she was British. And I said, hi, how are you? And she said, not bad. And I heard that and I thought, oh, is she okay? I really, it took me some time to... to and I, I, it took me like more than a couple of minutes to try to understand if not bad was good or if something happened. <laughs> because when we study English in school in Brazil, the very first lesson is a dialogue. And one person says, hello, how are you? And the other replies, fine, thanks. And you? And you say fine. So it's different here. Nobody tells you that. Um, and the not bad or not too bad means good in the end, fine. It's just that um, when we are an immigrant adapting to London, no one tells us that. <laughs> British people are also, there's another quality of them. They are very polite, very polite. And do they, they also like try to avoid confrontation as much as they can. So you don't even notice when you're being criticized or reprimanded, really. Uh, you have to read between the lines and be very attentive to get the message. Otherwise, you know, you'll continue to bring the, the coconut cake to your friendly neighbor who said that, oh, coconut is a very interesting flavor, but not really. So... <laughs> Pay attention to that if you are here and if you're an immigrant. <laughs> Another thing I love about um, people here is uh, their sense of humor. It's uh, very different than Brazilian sense of humor. So I needed some time to understand it, but now I love it. 
this first five years in the UK were an intense, intense period, full of ups and downs. I split a four years relationship with an ex-boyfriend. Moments of deep solitude followed by this uh, occasion and a solitude that I've never experienced before. But also combined with unforgettable moments of connection with people from different cultures, bringing a sense of awe and connection. I cannot lie, there was a lot of fun moments, a lot of learning, but also a lot of moments of total despair when I wanted to give up, but I continued. In these five years, I overcame London excess of stimulation and only a person that lives in London knows what I'm talking about. It almost like luck in existence during these COVID times, but London can be quite overwhelming. But I learned to obey and conform to the new cultural rules that for me at time were um, a bit different. This process of adaptation is a mixture of feelings. Feelings of excitement because there, there are new experiences, uh, but mixed with homesickness and feelings of loneliness. The immigration experience usually has these two sides happening simultaneously, as Lou describes. And it is a challenge uh, to, to live with this mixture of joy and hesitance, um, to not know if you're doing something right, to take risks speaking another language, to make new friends, to be introduced to other cultures. So there are times when we want the security of our homes, we want to go back to the comfort zone. At those times when we feel most alone, at those times when life seems more challenging, it's also when we have the best chances of finding courage within us. Joseph Campbell said something like that in one of his books, and I love that. I have always been the type of Brazilian who knows all the lyrics of MPB, loves to dance shame by Yes Carnival, find the Brazilian culture super cool, love to dance for all, in short, a Brazilian entitled to feijoada, torresmo, pork cracklings, and even an accent from Minas, where my father was from. On one hand, I never denied my origins, what nourished and gave me a sense of reference and who I am. But on the other hand, I was probably too focused on the Brazilian culture, and that prevented me to adapt quicker to the British culture. I think the fact that as a child I lived outside of Brazil for seven years that helped me to also adapt here to the UK um, as an immigrant and the way I could do it was through developing a strategy of personas uh, that I found easier to deal with who I am and who I am as an immigrant in this country. So for instance, I had a Brazilian persona, which is the persona that is me, with my family, with my Brazilian friends. Um, but mostly during these five years, I had my Brazilian persona that was also immigrants of Italian. And, and that's what I used to show to the world. So it was not only Brazilian, but I was Brazilian immigrant, you know, half Italian. Uh, and that's 
almost like a completely different completely different persona, but a different persona. When we are living in another culture, people look at us differently. Because we are different. And this creates a distinct interaction from the one that happens in our country of origin. So a simple example is that, well, when, like in Brazil, if you were in a music gathering and you sang a song in Portuguese, like a bossa nova song, you expect people to know the lyrics so everybody will sing together. Whereas if you go to a gathering in a foreign country where there are people from different cultures and languages and you start singing Girl from Ipanema, they get very impressed. And you get this different look. It's like an exotic thing. Um, and this is interesting to, 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 to participate in it. There's a funny story that happened um, with me and my husband. We went to have dinner with a, a couple of friends and um, she was of Turkish origin and he, he was Iranian. Uh, we went to a Persian restaurant and there most people were from the Middle East. It's like it was like a, a very like familiar restaurant. Um, And then a friend of this couple came uh, to our table. They saw us and, and he approached us and started talking in another language. I guess it was Arabic. And they looked at us like assuming that we were understanding everything. And then my friend said, oh, no, they, they, they are Brazilians. And he opened his eyes wide and like with interest and a smile. And he said, wow, Brazilians? And, and said to my friend, um, where did you find them? <laughs> you know, it was, it was so funny to, to be this exotic couple there that people wanted to know. Um, so in a foreign country, we are foreigners. And this interaction builds a way of being in the world that is very particular. And each person will develop their own way of interacting and being and the situation of being a foreigner. I remember always talking to friends that anyone who lives in London for five years, which I was getting to at that time, can already consider themselves a Londoner. And at that time, I already felt very comfortable with the city and the cultures and the rules. So I was fine with London. But something in me was different. There was a point For me, after the seven years, probably were the sort of turning point. After giving too much of myself to be accepted in this new culture, I felt an apathy, like almost if the strong colors of a tropical Brazilian or my inner self-image had been transformed into pastel versions of gray, clear and blood uh, uh, sort of forms. After the seven years, I felt nothing moved me anymore. Nothing, you know, was giving me that sense of emotions. I decided that it was time to go back. I didn't want to go back physically to Brazil, although it was always a question for me. I felt that the only way I could really adapt to this new culture in a dignified and strong way would be of self-acceptance and reinforcement of self-identity and not that of total conformity. So I started the process of cultural return. I got back to being close to Brazilian friends, going to Brazilian events, and even went back to dancing for a while. 
listening to Brazilian music and remembering the lyrics of my favorite songs. I felt I was becoming myself again and that warmed up my heart and gave me the strength to continue to leave the differences of this city and not let the differences define me. I returned home. I returned to the Portuguese mother tongue and to the Brazilian culture. Nurturing our strengths and validating our origins and our culture is essential. Otherwise, after a while, just like Lou said, we end up not knowing who we are. It is not a matter of substituting one culture for the other, but integrating one culture into the other. That way, we can appreciate and validate our entire journey. When I talked to Luciana, I found it very interesting how she had it clear to herself that she needed distance in the beginning, like distance from her um, origins in the beginning, so to dive in, in the British culture and later how she identified in herself the need to go back to her Brazilian nature and her essence, integrating both experiences for her. As I said before, when we go in search of the new, we live moments of satisfaction and, and curiosity and, and joy, but also great solitude and loneliness. And it is in this process that courage and confidence are born. I mentioned Joseph Campbell before, but now I'm going to quote him. So Joseph Campbell said, I always feel uncomfortable when people speak about ordinary mortals because I've never met an ordinary man, woman or child. I'll see you next week. Take good care of yourself. Music and Editing by Ale Praje. Vital Compass is available at Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also register in the website. It's www vitalcompass.com Compass is with a K and you can always send me an email you can send an email to vitalcompass at gmail.com I would love to get an email from you